Hi, I'm Vishkopala Krishnan, and this is the Manageable Podcast, where we have in-depth conversations with students, faculty, staff, and alumni to give you a comprehensive picture into the life at University at Buffalo's School of Management. In today's episode, we speak with Ajayla Humphrey, a dual degree MBA and master's in social work student from Buffalo, New York. In our conversation, we talk about her first year experience in the MBA program, how she balances two focus areas as a dual degree student, her passion for education, and her opinions on how we can all become better inclusive leaders. Ajayla, welcome to the show. Hi, Vish. I'm happy to be here and can't wait to get started. Hey, I know this is going to be a great conversation. So uh, before we start the formal interview, I wanted to ask you about something interesting that I learned about you in my research for this podcast. And that is that you are an athlete, an avid gym goer, and also part of a local women's rugby team. Um, Tell me, how did you get started with rugby? Um, rugby is my favorite, my favorite sport, my favorite thing. I've done a lot of sports in my life. Um, but in seventh grade, my best friend at the time, her older brother played rugby and we went to a practice, went to a game and I was just all in something about it seemed like a lot of fun, the social aspect and the game itself, um, was just really intrigued and they wouldn't allow us as seventh graders to play because it's a very contact sport, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, and at the time, rugby was still pretty new in, in the Buffalo area. So we did have to wait till high school, but I spent a lot of time just learning the game and then getting prepared for when I could play. And I've played since then. <laughs> that's that's incredible. Um, Buffalo does have a very strong athletic bend. Uh, people take their sports very seriously in, in <laughs> Buffalo, especially uh uh, the bills. Um, and I know from, from growing up in India that, and, you know, hearing stories about the wallabies, the all blacks and, and the spring box, um, uh, of how much rugby means to a lot of people around the world. And right. I dare say that their passion matches, if not exceeds that of people in Buffalo for the bills, <laughs> uh, football team. So, so, so rugby was an early passion, right? It was something that you right. discovered in seventh grade. Um, but we know that there's another thing that you're extremely passionate about, and that is education. Um, if I remember correctly from our research, uh, your undergrad degree was in psychology. Um, why why psychology? Yeah, that's correct. So I actually got my undergrad from UB as well. Um, I got my undergrad in psychology with a minor in counseling. And to be honest, probably like a lot of people, I wasn't exactly sure what I was going to do when I went into college. Um, I actually started with sports studies because I was always an athlete, something I was interested in. And when I took more classes that just seemed interesting to me, I found that I just really like psychology. Something about learning about people in general was always very interesting to me. I've always been a very uh, people person, uh, talk of the crowd, you know, I like to get a little bit of uh, a lot from everybody, really. I never had a specific niche or friend group. Um, I was friends with a lot of different types of people and learning a lot of people um, just really sparked interest. So when I got to learn that in the educational setting, um, it just seems like a good fit for me. And here we are. <laughs> right. And and you said uh, you also had a minor in counseling, uh, which makes sense in, in terms of the next move that you made after your undergrad. Um, after finishing your undergrad, you gravitated towards the human services field, uh, particularly working with and helping young people through local foster care agencies <laughs> in the Buffalo area. Um, what prompted you to work with um, young people and, and this particular group of young people? 
Of course. So growing up, my mother was a special education teacher. So she worked around a lot of um, children who had a lot of special needs. And I, as a child of a single mother, was often in school at work with her. Um, so hanging around um, the kids that I got to see, it was always very interesting to me, like I said, to just learn all different types of people and that, you know, we're all so different, so many different ways. And then aside from that, my grandmother on my father's side was actually a foster parent. And so um, as one of my babysitters when I was younger, I was often at her house and again, just got to see the walks of life from, I think, every direction really um, with her having foster children and out the home as well. I mm-hmm. had a lot of um, a lot of friends by association there and um, seeing, you know, what she did to help and seeing what my mom, you know, always did to help in the community with, you know, these type of vulnerable populations. It always inspired me to kind of do the same. So. Right. Uh, that, that is truly inspiring. It's interesting, uh, you know, the ways in which our parents' professions or what they do right. with their life kind of influences and guides us in the decisions we make. Um, so, so from a self-development perspective, right? You, you mentioned that you got to meet a lot of different types of people, meet a lot of mm-hmm. different friends growing up. Um, there was always an interest in, in helping people. Um, how would you say the experience, uh, you know, shaped you? Um, and, and how did it motivate you to pursue a, a graduate degree in social work and uh, business administration? Yeah, so uh, I'll attack like the first part of that question. Um, and, you know, why... I decided to, you know, keep going through this path because of the experiences that I was getting. Um, Like I said, as a kid, I really enjoyed working with um, other kids and especially the populations where you could see that they weren't, they didn't get as much. They just didn't get as much at home. They weren't, Mm -hmm. you know, they didn't get the same experiences that I I was getting at home or in my life. And to be able to work with them and help improve their lives in the smallest ways that for me as a kid, what was I going to do besides offer them a conversation, you know? And for that, as a kid, I saw how much of a difference that made um, just a conversation. And as I got older and realized that, you know, the world isn't always a nice place. And sometimes that just getting that conversation is really all people need. Just getting the extra little help um, to be there, the one extra push for support, to either do, you know, follow your dreams or be better or want better for yourself, things like that. A lot of people don't get those conversations just because mm-hmm. they're not hurt, just because they're not heard, you know? So I think the more that I saw the little impact I can make by just talking to people and having, just having conversations with people and being willing to learn about mm-hmm. them and their experiences, um, that I was making such a difference in just the, in the smallest ways. And it made me feel really good. Um, so I think once I then excelled in the educational setting of taking psychology classes and they really clicked for me too. I mean, my grades were really good and I could tell because I was really interested in these topics. So I think that's what pushed me more is that once I actually started learning it to school, learning it in school and tying it to all those real world experiences I had had growing up, that when I realized I could further my education and furthering those conversations I was having normally, but now being able to do them with the background of actually knowing why people are answering the way they are or Mm -hmm. because now that I know they've had this experience, this conversation, how can I do better to help them? Or, you know, like being able to tie, tie the two is really why I ended up going into the social work field. And again, going for that, the educational background that UB is supplying me by being able to further those conversations and making them even more helpful. Right. 
So, uh, so now you're working with, um, you know, so you finish your undergrad in psychology, you're in the field, uh, you have that, that background in right. counseling and psychology that's helping uh, you structure those conversations better. Um, and kind of having that academic backing of, okay, this is, this is the reason why a person replies in such a way. And therefore these are the interventions that they might, you know, benefit from, um, while you're doing that, uh, you know, then, then the question becomes, okay, grad school, um, I, I want to go and further enhance my understanding Mm -hmm. of this field. Um, social works, um, is, is a natural fit, right? It, it seems like the natural next step right. forward, uh, just with your background and interest. Um, but why did you decide to also, um, you know, add on the MBA to that? Of course. Um, and sometimes I debate telling this story and I feel like I got to, I have to more often, but truly, um, I've always, when I was younger, I always was kind of an entrepreneur when I was younger. I definitely was always the kid holding lemonade stands. I used to sew clothes by hands for my dolls and try and like sell them off. I was making TV shows with my neighbors and stuff and writing out scripts and putting them together on GarageBand. So growing up, I always had that kind of mindset, but it was actually when I was in the social work program, I had started, um, when I first came back to UB, I had actually applied as just an MSW student. So I wasn't originally a dual degree student. It was actually going through the first year of the master's in social work that opened my eyes to the ties that could be made between business and social work and Mm -hmm. uh, the more macro level work that I was getting experience with. Um, as I, we know, we've discussed, I do a lot of direct care and working with, um, foster care children. It's very direct. It's very conversational on, you know, on a very personal level and realizing, um, just the structural system behind the, all the children that I'm, you know, I'm running into and meeting and how flawed that was. And that being a direct care staff, you know, I couldn't make as much of a big impact to like stop getting so many children, you know, at our doors and having, you know, to take care of because they're constantly in this system and in this cycle. So it was, you know, I'm sitting down doing homework for my social work program, thinking of all these new macro experiences and, you know, through my internships and things, just seeing that there needs to be more of a connection between the business world and the people who are holding Mm -hmm. the structures and the people who are working on the direct floor and the direct care and having the conversations with the people who were supposed to, you know, these structures are supposed to be helping. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it was, it was that, that tie in of getting exposure to the macro sense. And then the part that I regret telling is I heard Cardi B on my podcast while I was, (laughs) while I was doing my homework. And she, she said, Cardi B had said, listen, if there's one thing I regret, it's not going to business school because now other people have to count my money. And, (laughs) you know, it obviously it made me laugh and it made me laugh. And, and, you know, it is funny to think of, and, you know, we all look at Cardi B and she's someone who really did make a name for herself and is now a very entrepreneurial spirit and someone we can, you know, knock on because of where she started, but it's things like that, that just those little clicks that you're like, you know what, I can do it myself. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm here and I'm in the setting and I have a place that can give that to me. I'm already in, I'm already a student at UB and I can see all they have to offer to me. So while I'm here, I was like, why not go for that business degree as well? If it's something that, you know, as a kid, I always enjoyed. And now with the macro experience I'm getting and Cardi B ringing in my ears, Mm-hmm. I, I should go for it. So, you know, that's what really directed me towards getting, going for the dual degree and becoming an MBA and MSW student. 
Yeah, it's it's amazing uh, how we find inspiration in in the most right. odd places, right? Um, I would have never thought that. Oh, well, yeah, listening to a podcast from Cardi Cardi B, and you know <laughs> that inspired someone to pursue an MBA. That that would have never right. never come to my head. Um, but you know, uh, uh, so so you started with uh, just one focus, uh, which mm-hmm. was the the masters in social work, um, and then eventually also added on the MBA. Uh, most students who pursue a dual degree, either from the beginning or they decide to, you know, add on uh, once they've gotten into a program, usually have a long list of requirements of what they're looking for from that program. As an experienced professional, right, um, as someone who who works in the social works field, um, what was your criteria uh, um, when you were looking for a graduate program in MSW? Um, and uh, once you got in to UB, what was the criteria for an MBA program um, that yeah. you were working with? Of course. So, um, as you know, we've discussed, I am a Buffalo native. I grew up here. I was born and raised here. I went away for school, actually, originally for undergrad before I did end up coming back to UB. And if that doesn't say enough, <laughs> kind of in that scheme, um, I came back because I really enjoy um, being in the city, being close to home, mm-hmm. and the program that UB does has have to offer. I had um, a lot of older friends that I graduated, you know, through high school with and stuff who did stay and were going through um, programs at UB, and they really enjoyed it. And they enjoyed that they stayed, you know, they stayed local for school. They enjoyed that they got the Buffalo experience. And, you know, as growing up in Buffalo, you kind of want to leave. I think a lot of people growing up when you're in high school, you think about you just want to get out of the house. You just want to go away. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to get the experience, you know, the college life experience that everyone talks about. And, you know, so I did that. And and it was a, a lot of uh, was rugby based as well. Um, playing rugby and throughout school and undergrad um, took me, you know, different ways. But I did, you know, I came back and it's just because Buffalo, you know, Buffalo is my home and looking through UB's program, I like that they include a lot of, um, they're, they're starting to include a lot of the more, uh, person per, like person um centered sorry I don't know why I'm mm-hmm. stuttering on words that I'm so accustomed to <laughs> but um the, the person centered um approaches and mm-hmm. to things and that even in the in leading into why I chose the MBA program is that even in a business program that UB is offering classes like organizational behavior and communications things that and has always been important in my field in the field of social work Mm-hmm. So seeing that now, even their, their business program is trying to include things that I'm seeing from their social work program um, made me realize why that was the right choice for me to one, stay here because even, even so applying because I was already at UB for social work there, you know, there was part of me that was looking at other business schools. Are there, are there other business schools? I never, um, I just wasn't sure, but the more I looked into the curriculums and the experience that I was just getting hands-on already from being in grad school and the experience I got from undergrad from UB, I just, you know, I knew it was the place to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so Buffalo uh, kept calling you back. Uh, that, was, yeah. <laughs> that was certainly there. Uh, but also the people centricity that that you mentioned. Um, as someone in the MBA program, I can definitely attest that there is a tremendous amount of focus and interest that's put on the people centric and team centric and collaborative approach of learning. Um, definitely unique from a from a business school uh, point of view. 
Now, you have an interesting perspective to offer here in, in, in that you can tell our listeners uh, who are contemplating if a dual degree is the right choice for them, especially an MSW and an MBA combo, uh, exactly how the two programs are different yet complementary to each other. Um, so, you know, let's let's start by how the two programs are different or the experience uh, is different. Um, how would you say that a, that a master's in social works program is different from, from the MBA that is offered at, at UB? I think as one could almost assume, um, obviously the MBA program requires a lot of more analytical mindset, um, quantitative, a lot of quantitative um, diagnoses, things like that going through and to where the social work program, you know, I was just handed research papers on a research papers. It was writing and reading and um, field in field work, really. Um, so a lot more just hands-on things. Mm -hmm. in the social work program that I was getting um, compared to in the business program where it's it's hard to tell as you know sometimes it's hard to tell if they're different or the same because I feel like sometimes both like in the ways that they're the same they're also different in the ways that they're different they're also the same if that makes any sense <laughs> um, yeah if that makes any sense but I think it was it definitely was hard for me um going from the MSW program to the MBA program and having to make that sudden switch because I've been so immersed in the social work mm -hmm. experience between field work and my, you know, now personal like work experience. So it was hard for me to make that switch. But I think because of the fact that now there is, you know, those introductions to organizational behavior and communications, there was still a part of me that like felt a little comfort in those classes and having that that in the program. Mm -hmm. um, so I like that. You know, again, I like I really do love that UB is making that switch and like really offering those classes and making actually making them mandatory. They're not even offering them making those classes mandatory in the in the business program. So I think the ways, you know, that they're kind of the same in that is that, you know, it does offer that more um, team-based approach, like you said, in both programs um, versus I do think there's still um, a big disconnect between business and social work and just the way that our minds work. Um, I do find that the social work program, there was an overall collectiveness, cohort collectiveness, I think, mm -hmm. um, and and that's even just between, I think even the professors were kind of like in our cohort at mm -hmm. the time um, versus uh, the business world where, you know, you're in the MBA program, you are put into your teams and there's a lot of case competition going on from the beginning. So you do get that business world where you realize that it is, you know, a climb to the top kind of. And that was a little bit of a shock to me, you know, coming from such a collective society of being, being a right. social work and everyone's mental health and you know, we're all getting through this together and business world is like, we're powering through, we're, we're, we're CEOs and we're getting things done, you know? Right. So, right. you know, it's very, it's two very um, juxtaposing, I think, mindsets. Mm -hmm. um, but because the way that UB sets up their curriculum, I think that's why they became so complementary and they are so complementary to each other. Um, and again, a reason why I decided to take such, you know, far end, um, has kind of by doing an MBA and a social work degree um, all in one. Right. Um, it's it's interesting that, you know, there's a sense of um, collaborative competition in, in, in the MBA, uh, whereas yeah. MSW is more collaborative. We're in this together. We're going to get through this together. 
Um, and in terms of coursework, um, I, I like that you mentioned that in the MSW, it's a lot of research and field work. Um, in the MBA, there's a lot of practical work that our students get. Um, you're constantly working on projects, constantly working mm -hmm. on assignments. But the collaboration part comes from the fact that you're working with the same team, essentially, for, for a large portion of that first year right. experience. Um, but the competitive part is that you're competing against other teams, um, right. I, I, either for a grade or or uh, the corporate champions uh, case competition that that students compete in uh, in the first semester. So so yeah, you're right that they they are complementary in the sense that they're people centric, but also mm -hmm. different in the sense that MS uh, the MSW program is more um, let's let's find the solution together. Whereas the MBA is more we're CEOs, we're powering through. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. um, like everybody has to you know give their hundred percent all the time uh, to right. get stuff done. Um, so it is collaborative, collaborative versus collaborative competitive uh, is, is, is how I would essentially summarize right. what you said. Um, you know, one thing that often comes up in, in these conversations that I have with students, uh, especially those who are in the MBA program is, um, you know, they want to become a better leader, that a, a whole well-rounded leader. And I think that that mm -hmm. kind of came through in, in what you mentioned also in, in the sense that um, the the or, or organizational behavior uh, classes, the communication classes, they, they're all designed to make you a better manager, make you think through something from other people's perspectives. Um, so that is often a recurring theme when MBAs are asked um, about their choice of pursuing a graduate degree. But leadership is, you know, very open to interpretation. You ask 10 different people about what a good leader is and you'll get 10 different answers. Um, but you are in a unique position here to offer us some insight into what leadership is, especially from a human services and social works point of view. Uh, because you mentioned that both programs are people-centric, but one puts the person in the center. Um, mm -hmm. so, so how would you say, you know, having gone through both programs, how would you say your idea of what a good leader is has changed or, or you know, become more solid um, while working through the program? Uh, good question. I think that because I am in both programs, it really solidified my idea that there does need to be some type of middle ground and, and you know, or, or, you know, just some type of collaboration between the two fields that really allows for that. Let me rephrase that in a, in a more simpler, you know, what are some leadership skills that are missing uh, or inadequate in today's business leaders? Um, uh, and how can one develop those skills? Yeah, of course. Um, so I would say that because, like I said, because going through both programs, I realized that there needs to be a middle ground. Obviously, social workers can't think that everything's going to be fine and dandy. And, you know, there does have to be, you know, everything can't just work out for the greater good all the time. And, you know, there are rules and regulations we have to go around and that are in place for a reason, you know, to create structure and, you know, for society to run in a, in, you know, in a functioning way. So, you know, it's, it's important for us to also realize, you know, that business people are doing what they have to do because they have to do it, but also realizing that business people have, you know, just have to keep in mind that they are in a sense, still working for the people, you know, the people, like it's no matter what job you're in, I feel like all jobs are kind of human services based, whether you're actually tending to the people or tending to their computers for them, you know, you mm. know, whatever it is, it's all, it's, we're all helping each other in, in this society and trying to produce a society for everyone to live in. 
So I think skills that can be picked up on in the MBA program and what you're seeing in the UB MBA program are those person-centered skills that as a leader, um, for someone to be in that position, I think it's very important for them to understand that the people, the people they're working for, the people they want to help and the, and how they want to see society advance as a whole and coming from a person-centered place that we'll get to a more collective, you know, mm-hmm. goal that's good for the greater good. Um, so I think that's where those skills can really come in for a leader in um, a leader who's trying to go through the route of being in a, um, a more business role than a so- social worker's role. And that even in roles where you're the, you know, the CEO of a tech company that you should still care for the people, you know, that you're the CEO of and stuff. So including more, a lot of those more person-centered skills, those empathetic skills, mm-hmm. um, all of that is just really important, I think, as a leader. Right. Like you mentioned empathy or empathetic skills, you know, as something that's essential. Um, how would you, you know, there's so many ways to describe empathy, but how, what would your definition of empathy be? So empathy, again, uh, uh, a lot of people confuse it with sympathy. Mm-hmm. And it's important that, you know, that uh, people understand that there's a big difference between empathy and sympathy. Sympathy is you can, you know, someone passes away and you know that it's sad. Mm-hmm. Empathy is being able to feel that sadness within because you might have also experienced the death. Mm-hmm. You, we all know, you know, so something like that. We all know death is is sad. It can be, it can be a mourning process, but to be able to feel it personally and understand what that feeling is inside is where that empathy really comes in. And realizing that difference is that we all know what the emotions that you know come with sympathy. We all know what anger, sadness, happiness is. But when you're more empathetic and you can feel what that would feel like to you, it puts mm-hmm. you more in that person's shoes. To mm-hmm. where that no matter the situation, it might not have felt the same. It might not be the same for you, but you can feel what that other person is feeling because you know those same feelings. So right. stepping in the more emphatic role of that um, by being able to actually take those personal feelings and apply them to being in someone else's shoes, um, I think is the most important part of like those that skill. Right. I think that's a that's that's a super you know interesting. Uh, distinction you made between sympathy and empathy. I think a lot of people do conflate the two. Um, sympathy is simply understanding what someone else is going through, but empathy is putting yourself in their their shoes and truly right. feeling it, right? Experiencing those emotions yourself. And and yeah, you're right. Uh, you mentioned tech companies. Um, tech companies often do get a bad rep uh, for <laughs> always being product centric and not necessarily consumer centric or, or people centric. And that's something that a lot of people um, um, business leaders are definitely uh, working to improve. Now, if, right. if empathy is, is so crucial, right, and it seems like it is, um, can you tell us how students in the dual degree MSW and MBA program get the opportunities to develop their empathetic leadership styles? Um, what are some things that you are able to do as a student while working through the two programs that help you develop a more empathetic leadership style? Yeah, so I would say, um, actually, um, the the group collectiveness of the MBA program um, has um, required a lot of 
obviously you're taking in a lot of other people's personal agendas, personal plans, and other personal schedules, class schedules. Everyone's, everyone's got something going on. So I think when you're put in such a tight knit group where we all have the same project and we all have the same goals, obviously, you know, obviously we all want to get our work in and be, you know, do the best that we can in this program, but realizing there that, you know, everyone's got something different going on though. And mm -hmm. we all are coming from such different backgrounds when you're coming into this program too. You know, we have, we had people, just my team alone, we had an age range between like six to seven years, our age range went, um, people from all the way, I had someone in my group, all the way from Taipei, like, you know, and so there was a cultural differences. Uh, there's people from Rochester, there are people from Buffalo, um, even just a few states away. Like, so there's a cultural differences coming in of learning of, you know, someone might be on holiday and you're not. So this group project, you got to figure out a different way. Um, so when you have that group cohort and the group collectiveness, like learn, you get a big chance to, to really learn what it is to work in a team and how um, learning each other and being empathetic really uh, will get you through quite literally any, any project, any project thrown at you, you guys will get through it. If you take the time to understand each other, to, to put yourself in the other person's shoes and have that collectiveness. So that, I think that was a big, um, a big thing for me in the coming into the MBA program and where I found that my social work and empathetic skills really, you know, came into play, honestly, and mm -hmm. where that was able to be worked on. And that was something that was really cool for me to be able to see that, you know, coming in with a little bit of imposter syndrome in the MBA program that I still felt that my skills were needed somewhere right. and that I, you know, in that teaching those to other people in the group, even so, um, you know, that came out and through our courses that we were able to develop those skills just in the program alone. Um, Cause I feel like with the MSW program, a lot of that, you know, empathy does, you know, does come a lot a lot easier. Um, you know, a lot of people go into social work because they already are very empathetic people and um, have the main goal of working for the greater good and for everyone around them, serving others, you know, so it just kind of fits the bill. So I think being able to see that in the MBA program was, was truly special. Right. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit more about your experience in the MBA program, right? Um, what have been some of your favorite classes in the program so far and why? Of course, I I like any class that is discussional. Um, so of course, I leaned in towards those organizational behavior classes, um, communications, things where I got to even you know just got to see the pick the brains of all the other people in the cohort and learn more about the minds of like people in the MBA program as opposed to people who are so like minded to me in the social work program. Um, so classes that got people talking in the MBA program and even professors, um, professors that encouraged a lot more discussion. It was cool to um, pull that out of them and get, you know, sometimes go head to head a little bit with some of the, some of the MBA professors from the, um, coming as an MSW student and, um, you know, taking on those, like those different traits and things. So mm -hmm. um, that's, that's why I'd say like any discussional classes, now opposed to the, the almost obvious as why well as I, I would like those classes. My favorite class right now is data modeling, which is you'll hear is probably the best and the worst class you'll ever take in your whole life. It's awful. It's all Excel based spreadsheet. Um, so even just learning the little niches about the 
where the buttons are on Excel, man, I'm telling you, it was so hard to even get myself to enroll in this class because I knew it was going to be so hard for someone like me Mm -hmm. um, to take someone who I, like, I already knew I hated Excel as a whole program since I was little, like in high school, I hated it. And so taking as a college course, I knew I was pushing myself by doing it. And I'm so glad that I did because I know how helpful it is. And I know how, um, how helpful it's going to be in my professional experiences. And even just in my personal life, using it as my planner and my budgeting now, because I know all the little functions and the formulas and -hmm. things like that. So I would say that it's a hundred percent, like my favorite class. It's the one class, like I, I ran to, I would run to Diane and say, I'm not skipping this class. I would never send me all the helpful hints you have. Like I'm here for it, but let me, I'm just telling you, I hate it. I hate it all. <laughs> so it's, you know, a very love hate relationship with that class, but I think it is very useful and, um, and a very good course um, that's offered for sure. Right. Um, you know, Tim Main's organizational behavior class, uh, part of the, the first semester core courses that students take um, in the MBA program easily one of the the most eye-opening classes um, especially for someone who has a little bit of work experience just understanding the different leadership styles that exist and um, what it takes to run a team effectively Um, I think that's something that any profession can benefit from Um, certainly one of my favorite classes too in the program data modeling Diana yeah probably gets (laughs) mentioned on this podcast more than any other class Um, it is tough it is a a difficult course it is a lot of work Mm -hmm. But um, at the end of it, like I remember, like I spent six, seven hours on each assignment. And at the end of it, when I figured it out and it's done and I get a decent grade, it feels so great. It feels like a wonderful sense of achievement. Like, hey, I'm learning something new and it's difficult. And I, I never thought that I would enjoy it, but but I, I certainly do enjoy it. And it's, it's a great class. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, so now in the second semester of your MBA, right? Um, soon you'll be able to select courses that help you uh, pick a concentration. Um, what are some of the subjects that you are interested in pursuing? So because I came to the MBA program, I'm pretty open-minded. I haven't chosen any concentration and I don't really plan to. Um, my goal was to really just get exactly what I, you know, exactly what I wanted out of it. So just coming like taking the courses as they're coming reading descriptions as they're coming um I knew I wasn't going to go in towards finance or accounting um mm-hmm. classes and those sorts but um classes I knew I would gravitate towards more were definitely marketing entrepreneurship um the data modeling I definitely didn't think I would take an excel class um but I just, like I said, as I saw just more and more how it was being used in all my other courses, how much more that I needed it and that Mm -hmm. I would really benefit by learning more about it than constantly shying away from it, especially with, you know, the growth in technology we're seeing that it was just, it's just silly to not take the chance to learn it when I have the resources as I do um, here at UB. So um, with taking the course, so I would say definitely like lean towards, um, marketing entrepreneurship. Um, and I've enjoyed a lot of those classes so far. Um, still in the, in a lot of the intros, just learning basics. And I, again, pretty much what I felt I needed. Mm -hmm. Um, so just picking up a little bit of everything and kind of seeing, you know, just what I don't know and just trying to learn something new is kind of the course, the kind of the course that I'm taking really, as far as it goes with the MBA program and, 
so far it really is benefiting me and I'm definitely learning a little bit of everything. You know, I'm getting exactly what I want out of, you right. know, out of the program with everything that's being offered to me. Right. I think the, the great benefit of a general MBA program is that you get to pick and choose any class you want from any concentration. You don't necessarily have to declare one. It's not a requirement in the program. So, um, and it is something that professors in, encourage. Always take classes that you feel uh, are interesting, are going to help right. you in whatever career path you want to go towards. Um, and and it, we are allowed to do that, as uh, which is which is certainly exciting and, and, a, and a great feature of the program. Um, now, you know, we could we could continue to chat for a long time, but but um, uh, we do need to keep the podcast to a reasonable length. So so let me ask you this one one final question: um, What would be your advice to our listeners, especially those who are interested in social works, right? Um, on why the UB dual degree program, MSW and MBA, um, might be a good fit for them? So unlike me, where I heard Cardi B say, take one business class and decided to enroll in a whole program, <laughs> um, I would say that I do think everyone should take at least one social work or psychology or course that's like, like organizational behavior, no matter what fields you're in. Um, I think, I don't think everyone needs to go all in and get a full degree in it. Um, but I do think that if your college is offering it. If you see a university that you really want to apply to, like UB, and they're offering all these great courses where you can get those even in the MBA program, you can get those courses like organizational behavior and communications and develop people skills in a program that a lot of people might have come to for only developing tech, uh, you know, quantitative and analytical skills. Mm -hmm. So if you're so seeing a program that is off that offers a wide range of skills, I think is going to be useful in, in any area, no matter what field you're going into, having a wide range of skills, um, people skills, technical skills, analytical skills, research skills, whatever it is, mm -hmm. having like just that in your tool belt is going to be so beneficial for you in, in your, um, in your professional, you know, advancements and someone I I've worked since before undergrad, I was working full-time throughout undergrad. So I've been in the professional field for a really long time. And I've realized, and I've just seen how much more my coursework and going through UB's programs have really like just furthered where I am in my career outside of, um, outside of school and the things that I've been able to accomplish, um, in my work experience and the people I've been able to help and all the different types of jobs I've been able to have because I've been so open to having so many different skills that I haven't had all just direct care jobs either. You know, I've been, I was an assistant director of a daycare, which was very, you know, operations-based and running, you know, I was running it, but it was because I had those background skills because I just took the class because, mm -hmm. because I knew it would be helpful to be a very well-rounded person. And I think UB definitely, UB's programs, the MSW program and the MBA program, either combined or separate, honestly, um, you're getting that experience of becoming a, just a well-rounded individual who's you know entering society and ready to work wow um great piece of advice ajela thank you so much for uh taking the time to speak with us and and sharing your experiences i'm sure a lot of people and our listeners in, in particular are going to benefit from uh, your journey um if they want to follow your journey uh professional um and and otherwise uh, where can they find you of course, if anyone wants to find me, they can definitely find me on LinkedIn, uh, Ajayla Humphrey. 
And I'm available to chat, message anytime if you want to learn more about the MSW program, MBA program, or becoming a rugby player, please let me know. I'm always willing to have a conversation, of course. <laughs> um, thanks, Ajayla. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you, Vish. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Manageable Podcast produced by the Office of Strategic Marketing and Enrollment Management, University at Buffalo. For more information on our programs and offerings, visit management.buffalo.edu. If you would like to be featured on the podcast or you would like to share comments and suggestions, please write to us at gopalak2 at buffalo.edu. That's G-O-P-A-L-A-K-2 at buffalo.edu. Hope you have a great day and we will see you in the next one. Thank you.